Welcome to Here Come the Sequels. Each week we take a look at a new installment in a popular film series to get a clear idea of how it's evolved over time. I'm Tyler. Don't you know? I'm Electro. I mean, I'm Alex. <laughs> I hate that you made me use that. And I couldn't even start off with and I'm. I had to... Ah, oh, I crap. ruined the show <laughs> seven, eight? Eight episodes, eight episodes in. in. Yeah. Uh, Good job. So this week we're talking about The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> okay, so it's from 2014, once again directed by Mark Webb. Still on the nose. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the Rotten Tomatoes scores, uh, the critic score for this is a 53%, which is the lowest of all the Spider-Man movies. Mm -hmm. Lower than Spider-Man 3. <sighs> yeah. Bear with me, folks. I'm having a difficult night. <laughs> I mean... And then, and then the audience score is a 66%, which is... Uh, the second lowest, the lowest being Spider-Man 3. Hey, they got something right. <laughs> I mean, this, I, it's, it, comparing this to Spider-Man 3, I, I much more dislike Spider-Man 3, but this is still not very good. Like, I, I, I can't be too, I can't carry the flag too hard about this movie, because I'm like, well, it has a lot of problems. I'll, I'll defend it against people who say it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. Because... All the fanboys on the internet seem yeah. to be like, this is the worst thing ever. Yeah. This is the second... <laughs> this is this is the coming of the Antichrist. Or so, you know? <laughs> um, what, uh, Tyler, what's your, what's your favorite thing and your least favorite thing? So my favorite thing in this one might actually be the Spider-Man stuff. And it's, it's, it's less than you'd think. Like, I'm not... That still doesn't do a whole lot for the movie, but... I mentioned this a little bit last episode. This is the movie that has the most, uh, I, I feel like, hits Spider-Man on the nail, or on the head the most, like, yeah. as far as what he needs to be. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite thing, it's probably just the whole continuing parents storyline. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it it's ultimately does not pay off in any sort of satisfying way, and it's yeah. just like, okay, we ended it. Hey, we explained away one of the conveniences from the first movie. But retroactively <laughs> made it worse at the yes. same time? And we talked about that a little bit in the last one. Um, okay, so so my favorite thing is is the end scene of the movie with the little kid going to confront... Yeah. Taking out all sort of context for how he gets the Rhino Mech suit and the Sinister Six crap. Uh -huh. Taking out all that, just watching the scene on its own. Having the little kid confront Rhino, and then Spider-Man shows up, and then the music swells... Yeah. And the, uh, I said my favorite uh, bit from the last film was the score, but I really like the main theme from this one as well. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like it nearly as much, but I still like it. And, and that swells while Spider-Man's like, I'm going to fight you now. and It's great. Too bad they showed it in the trailer. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Why would you show that in the trailer? I don't know. <sighs> this... Of course, all the Sony hacks and stuff happened, and then Sony, you know, they, they got Marvel Studios on now, and all that stuff. But this was really the height of what is Sony doing. Yes. Just looking back on it now. Uh, and that kind of goes, the, well, the, the scene you're talking about goes kind of hand in hand with what I'm talking about with uh, Spider-Man being as good as he gets in this movie. However, it also goes along with what I'm saying about how that doesn't save the movie as much as you would think. Yeah. Because of stuff like that. My least favorite thing. This might be one of those the most nitpicky least favorite things I have about any movie ever. It's one particular character, Doctor Kafka. 
the the guy who who's experimenting who, on Electro once he gets captured. Who is, I believe, a character in the comics that's a female, yeah, or something like that. And then it's played by Martin Sokas, I think is how you say his sure. name. Sure, he's one of the elves in Lord of the Rings. Sure, uh, with Galadriel. Or sure, whatever. I, we know nerdy things, <laughs> but he he is literally the worst thing ever. Literally the worst thing ever. <laughs> he is generic <laughs> German scientist man. I wouldn't have been surprised if he like peeled back like his his science or his lab coat and, and it was like a, a swastika tattoo yeah, on his like, neck. It wouldn't be surprised if he had like the big scar running through his eye. Oh god, felt style. Oh, he sur- might as well have. I'm surprised they didn't do that. Yeah, but but it's it's just. Crap! It's yeah. complete and utter crap. And the fact that they give him so many lines, and it's just uh, there's a part where where it's right after he says, "Don't you know I'm Electro?" Yeah, and it, it, it like breaks part of his the lens in in Doctor Kafka's glasses. I was like, I wish that it sent a shard like through his head, <laughs> and he'd just be dead right there. Yeah. Although. As stupid as this movie is, it was very cathartic when they put Dr. Kafka into that, that weird torture restraining device and he goes sinking down into the water. Which, how can Electro survive that? Oh, yeah. He can survive being drowned in a pool? Mm-hmm. Uh, this The best way to describe this movie, before we really get into it, is, is dumb. Yeah. This movie is dumb and you have to accept that very early on in order to be able to get any sort of enjoyment from it yeah that's all i got I <laughs> um i don't know i don't know where to begin with this i'll begin with the good stuff i feel like we do this a lot where we begin with the good stuff and then quickly get into the bad stuff and then we just talk about how crap it is for the rest of the podcast well at least this one i, I you know i think we're we're uh validated for that yeah you know uh but yeah the the Spider-Man stuff, I think, is really fantastic. I think they. Get, I don't think we've ever had a Spider-Man who does the the quips and the witticisms better than this. I think Andrew Garfield is has like the per, even the perfect like frame. Yeah. To be, I think the suit is perfect. It's exactly what I want it to be. Everything works very well, and and the way he acts and the way he he talks kind of to him, a little bit to himself and like makes little jokes to everyone and. It's great, and like he gives he gives the uh, Paul Giamatti a wedgie at the beginning or something like that, or like he pulls his pants down. Yeah, he pulls like his that. pants down, he ties him up. He's like, "That's not yours." And it, yeah, yeah, and then he lets, it, he lets the machine gun fall on again, his head and knock him out. That final scene might be the most Spider-Man scene we've ever gotten in anything. Yeah, like it's it's almost perfect. There are problems, but it's almost perfect, and I love it. I can't be like. You want me to come down there so you can kill me now? Yes. There's no place like home. <laughs> like no, that, he's, well, he says be right there. Oh yeah, which is perfect. Yeah. And then he, yeah, then he's like no place like home. That was great. It's and so he tells little kid he's like, "Well, you're really brave. Thanks for thanks for uh, thanks for staying sticking around while I was gone." Or, yeah, you know, it's, like that. It's like why don't you go go hand, help your mom? I'll I'll handle this guy. Yeah, so I'm like it's, it's perfect. Uh, and it's the little kid who. Because he's the little kid was inspired because he saved him from bullies when they were beating up his windmill. Yeah, him him with his windmill like thing. He's like, oh, that's so cool. Their windmill. It's it's so good. Like the montage in this. If they is, put as much thought into that little setup and payoff as they did the rest of the movie, would be one of the best superhero movies yes. ever. If the rest Easily. of the movie extrapolated from that backwards from that scene <laughs> yeah. in some like in the in the way that it treats everything, 
it would be amazing. Actually amazing. We're, and not Once again, like like the last episode, we put a moratorium on whenever we use some sort of adjective and it's like, oh, it's funny because you didn't say it, amazing or you said amazing. We're it not doing would be it. uncanny. <laughs> <laughs> no. It would be superior. Yes. No, it okay, would no, it, no, we're done with that. Okay. We're done with that. But yes, it would be wonderful. I would love it so much. Yeah. But they don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Gwen Peters stuff continues to be yes. excellent. Very However, notch. I do have more of a problem with Andrew Garfield in this movie than the previous one. Uh, okay. he, there's less of like the skateboarding stuff. Oh, they completely I, 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 did they just that. that? Yeah. But he gets, I feel like he gets more and more awkward. There's also a scene where he admits to Gwen that he's stalking her, which is kind of sweet, but also I feel like she should have a little more reaction to that. Well, I don't know. I'm fine with it because she's immediately like... You wanted to make sure I was safe. Like, she immediately goes to that. Yeah. Instead of being like, why? What? You were yeah. following me? Quit being weird. Yeah. Like, that's why I love about this. I, I feel like Gwen in particular is a great character for, for young girls to look up to. Yeah. Just, like, how she handles situations. She's I mean, not a... Of a, course, a, she ends up dying at the end, which is very tragic and all that. Yeah. But, but, like, she makes... She's constantly making, like, smart decisions and, like, being... Like, mm-hmm. thinking things through. And, and yeah. I really appreciate that. She's a great character. I agree. Um, I don't, yeah, she's she's not really ever a damsel in distress until right at the end. Yeah. Uh, oh, but but even then they handle that great because once Harry drops her and Peter catches her and they fall in, into the clock tower. Yeah. There's a moment where, where they, they land and Peter's like, are you okay? And she's like shaking her head like she's genuinely freaked out. And yeah. she's like, no, I'm not okay. Yeah, like I, I thought that was that was yeah. very like. Well, that's that's how. You, but at the same that's time, how you would react in that moment. But, but at the same time, he tries to stop her from helping in the final battle, and she runs in anyway. Yeah, and it's it's yeah, it's great because they because they don't make her the damsel in distress. She's like nobody makes my decisions for me, which is why I like that they go from the the choice Peter makes at the end of the first movie to be with her despite her father's wishes, mm-hmm. and they follow that through, uh-huh. and I think that's. Other than the, the final scene, that that is the best overall story mm-hmm. arc in yeah. the movie. I will say, I, I do like the fact that she she ends up breaking up with him because he keeps going and back and forth. And she makes a big deal about that. She's like, I break up yeah. with you. He keeps going back and forth on whether or not he can go, follow through with this decision. And, and the, it, because, there's a struggle. Because he's seeing visions of her father. Yeah. Which... Corny. Uh, but, a little out of place. But... but, but it's it's very efficient. It's like yeah. okay, that's that's the yeah. issue. Okay. The the biggest problem with it, I would say, is the fact that the the, the I, basically he doesn't. He's more. He seems to be more much more affected by Captain Stacy than Uncle Ben. And I get that's because they're reinforcing the fact that Captain Stacy made him a prom, made him make this promise or whatever. Yeah. But. Still, we it feels once, like once again this is because they did not do a good job of closing out him looking for Uncle Ben's killer yes. in the first there should, movie. There should have been more catharsis in the first movie. Yes. Or, or they should have addressed it in this one. Yeah. They should have had some part where he addresses that. Yeah. But okay. no, that, none of that. Yeah. Um, I, I like... I mean, I generally like the beginning with the, the graduation. The graduation speech, it's... I, I almost feel like it's a little on the nose, but I, at least they can fall back on the excuse she's say, Gwen is saying stuff like... She's like... Time is fleeting, you know, yeah. life is important, enjoy it while you can. Which would be really on the nose in, in a vacuum about when it's talking about how he's eventually going to listen to the speech at the end of the movie. Yeah. However, her dad just did just die earlier, like in the last movie, so it's like, okay, well... Makes sense. Yeah. 
That that would explain why she's talking about that. Can uh, I? I I I guess I, I would be starting to get into the over the top ridiculous tonal shifts in this movie. Yeah. But leading up to that is, is when Peter's chasing down uh, Paul Giamatti, who will eventually be the Rhino, <laughs> and all the, the Russian thugs who are trying to steal plutonium uh-huh. out, of, out of the Oscorp truck or whatever. Yeah. They have to go to like the nth degree on it, and there's like a, a hundred police cars chasing after Yeah, that's after the them. most that's ridiculous part, is it's just like the entire road is but, taken but still, by police cars. It's still like plutonium. And yes. The stuff they used to make nuclear weapons. It's like if they if they stuck that the rest of the movie where it's just this ridiculous over the top cartoon, it, it, it might have worked. Yeah, but it keeps flipping back and forth. Back yeah, and, forth. and you cannot have Gwen dies tragically at the end with some of the goofy, crap especially this, when it begins this movie pulls like that. Um, and I think it gets worse in terms of the tonal shifts. Yes, yeah, yeah, and Electro. can I just go ahead and say? One of the worst moments in this movie is when Peter has to go save um, Electro, Max Dillon, in this opening scene. Yeah. Because Max Dillon, oh, he's a nerdy, weirdo, introvert, which totally doesn't work, but whatever. And his blueprints get blown out in, into the street, and he goes to grab... And Spider-Man goes to save him. But then the truck that the Rhino's in crashes into, like, ten different cars. And... <laughs> There's Murder. no way people are not in those cars. It's like, you really put in the effort to save that one guy, but all these other people are dead? And it's like, oh, keep going. It's a fun action scene. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's, I agree. It's so distracting. It it's really like, is. You you did not need the, the part where he crashes into like 10 different cars. You didn't need yeah. that. You just need to. He just grabs Max Dillon out of the street. We're done. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you're my eyes and ears. Well, yeah. And then he just and then goes. we have the nice scene, yes. Again, it's so weird. The Spider-Man, like I was saying, the Spider-Man stuff works really well. A lot of what they do opposite from him does not. Like all yeah. the craziness in this opening scene, and Paul Giamatti is really over the top, and it's just like, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, and then he makes it to graduation on time, and that's some nice stuff. Uh, he, he hangs out with Aunt May and Gwen's family at the end of the movie, and he's, you know, it's nice. It's nice. That all that all that is a nice giving us kind of like, like a look into where he is right now. Yeah. Um, it does bother me that they again, at least at least they waited a little longer to pull the trigger, but he is out of high school again by the second movie. Yeah. I I I want them to no, but, sit but it, there it's a little weird more because once again we, we've we've said this at least with the Raimi movies the timeline for what how you know, often the, these events occur compared to one another is is very confusing. Yeah. And, and this movie, they graduate, then there's a huge montage over what seems like months. Yeah. But then uh, uh, Gwen's like, uh, they're dressed in like, what looks like either fall or winter clothing towards the middle of the movie. And then she's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm going for the Oxford program and there's like the summer thing I can do. And mm-hmm. it's like, are they still back in summer after they graduated? What's... What, I don't know. What's, it, it just seems like they dropped the ball in terms of the screenwriting yeah. on that. Definitely. No, I agree. And, yeah. and another little thing. But, but, but we never see Peter in college. Yeah. At all. Yeah. So it's like, I guess the whole thing's supposed to be taking place over summer and then just have randomly cold days in summer? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, yeah, it does bother me that, too, that uh, throughout these little things, it's not a big part of the movie. It's kind of a nitpick. 
but they they keep showing him like he he brings he'll bring up the Daily Bugle, and uh, oh, yeah, he'll he'll be emailing J.K. Sim or J.K. Sim, J.K. Sim already jumping. You in there. wish, yeah. He'll he'll be emailing uh, J. Jonah Jameson, and it, you know, is like, hey, I, maybe you should consider Spider Man not being a bad guy in his life. Wrong. Yeah, it's I I don't know. Just bring J.K. Simmons back. I know I know J.K. Simmons is probably not cheap to get, but he, I'm pretty sure he's doing the voice of jo- J.J.J. on all of these different like cartoon shows and yeah. stuff like that. Would he really not do it if you were like, hey? Come on, like it, it, I know you'd have to drop some more money onto that, but I think it would be okay. worth it by with, far. With with, with the, the balloon size budget that this movie yeah. had, yeah, take some of that money out of the marketing, and then maybe they don't screw it up by <laughs> accidentally putting in the final scene of the movie in the trailers. <laughs> Jeez, you seem a little flustered there, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, it, it bothers me a lot that they don't. They they're like, well, we don't really have to know what to do with Daily Bugle, so we're gonna just be like, oh, he's we're gonna put that off. So, which confusing subplot do you want to delve into first? Because this movie is so bipolar. And like, it builds. Okay, now we're covering this subplot. Now we're covering this. They they do not try and like weave them in like yeah. at all. There is one point, one of my favorite moments in the movie, in just sort of a meta, almost breaking the fourth wall kind of thing, where. Uh, Gwen is going to her meeting with the Oxford people, uh-huh. and Peter, he's like, slams into the wall. He's like, hey, I need to talk to you real quick. <laughs> and then he's, like, stammering through, like, every single plot point that's happened so far. <laughs> he's like, none of this makes sense. I don't know what's happening right now. And I was just like, you're s- neither do I. You- you're speaking. And he's like, uh, yeah, uh, my parents, lies, all lies. Apparently, they're traitors. Yeah. And, then, and then Harry, he, he's sick, he's dying, but I don't know what to do with my butt. And he's just going through all the... And like, kitten calendar, kitten calendar, <laughs> kitten calendar, kitten calendar. <laughs> but he says, it makes no sense. I'm like, yeah, you, you got it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. um, but but it, I don't know where, where you want to start. I, I Well, we'll start from the beginning with the, beginning with the parents. Uh, like I said, I, I don't oh like... Oh, God! Why is this opening in this yes. movie? There's a whole opening dedicated to the parents. Uh, it's, first of all... It shows it, it shows Peter's father's point of view in terms of the opening from the first movie where Peter's playing hide-and-seek. He's recording a video, and and they're like... like he's, re- he's telling Peter, or like recording it for Peter to find one day, and, and stuff like that. Like his, his notes on, on why he has to leave now. And then... He hears Peter yell, but in the beginning of the first movie, Peter was playing hide and seek. So, so uh, w- was his dad like, okay, count to like a thousand, and then ran downstairs and to record this for some reason? It, it makes no. S- and then, uh, uh, and then it makes it even more complicated why th- there's a break in the back, but nobody else heard it before him. Yeah. Whatever, it's stupid. Yeah. And then, so he takes his his laptop and stuff, and he runs to takes his wife to the to get on a plane. And then they're on the plane to, to get out, to go somewhere. And they're starting to upload this file to the, the subway. And, and the idea is that they're trying to escape Osborne? Did yeah. they mention that in the beginning? Yeah. And and so then it turns out that one of the guys on the plane is actually one of Osborne's Oh dudes. my god, this, this scene is so horribly done. Because the guy... Uh, the wife goes in and she's using the restroom. Yes. And, and this, this guy just walks out. And he's got blood on his hands. Yes. Very he's clearly. Making, he's making no attempt to hide them, and he's just, like, casually just washing his hands, just yeah. having a conversation. Then he just locks the the, re- the bathroom door so she can't get out yeah. and points a gun at yeah. him. 
It's like, why? Um, and then, once again, this 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 movie was edited to death yeah. because there's a whole bit where uh, Peter's dad walks in on the pilot and sees that he's dead, and then he like accidentally gets pushed forward, and then the the plane starts yeah. going down. And this is just like, oh, they're they're fighting and super close up shaky cam crap, yeah. and then the pilot just leans forward. It just shows a cl- it just shows a shot of the pilot falling forwards, and then the plane dives. Yeah, it's like K, but. but the main point that we're trying to make here is that this whole opening is unnecessary. Yes. Especially because Peter finds this video at the end. Yes. So none of this matters. Yes. And it, it would make a lot more sense, actually, to, to hide the fact that Peter Peter thinks he finds out that his parents are traitors. Yeah. So, like, and th- so then it would be like, oh, were they actually traitors? Like, oh, that kind of adds a twist to it. And then when he finds out later that they're not, he's like, it's like, oh, cool. Okay, so they're not. Yeah. Now we know for a fact that they aren't. Yeah. And we're just kind of sitting here thinking, okay, we now know everything about his parents. But then right after that, we get the awesome shot with Spider-Man skydiving and the music yeah. starts flaring up. And it's like, why didn't they just start it here? <laughs> this is, this isn't perfect. Yes. What is, what is going on? I don't know. I don't know what's happening right yes. now. <laughs> and then the parents don't show up again for a while. Uh, because this movie is playing like Wheel of Fortune with whatever plot point it wants to try and cover next. <laughs> it's just juggling juggling stuff, like chucking them in the air and hoping that they'll catch it before the other one falls down. Yeah. And and dropping all of them. Yeah. And then, yeah, so the next one, I, I'll go ahead and jump on the whole Norman Harry stuff. The idea is that Norman has this disease and he's dying. Which is fine because they set that up in the first movie, yeah. and that leads most of the research at Oscorp. Yeah, sure, whatever. And then Harry shows up, and Norman. There's this really weird conversation they have where Norman is like telling him he sucks and like saying you're awful and you know you're you're you'll never amount to anything and you're not using your gifts at all. But then he's like, oh, and here there's this this thing. This is all all my research on the cure. Maybe you can succeed where I failed. Yeah. And it's like almost like motivational it's like well okay like yeah. there's some weird un- tones between like whether or not they're trying to make what they're trying to make that relationship and then norman's just dead and then norman dies although apparently there's there's a deleted scene that is not on the blu-ray even huh. where where norman has his head frozen and apparently they're going to try and bring him back to life i don't know how that. why not just keep him alive maybe they'll maybe they'll put him in the vulture <clears throat> suit yes. or give him the dr octopus arms correct no, it's it's just they'll put his head on the Doctor Octopus arms. Yeah. So it's just his head with four legs. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Except then they'll they'll all combine to form like a mecha, like sinister goblin six, and it'll be great. <laughs> I wanna die. <laughs> so so then Harry gets super obsessed real quick with Okay. Figuring out this is this is yes. my one of my pet peeves about this movie. So so Norman is like, I've never told you that my disease that is killing me is genetic. Yeah. And then Harry immediately like freaks out from this and he doesn't know what to do, and he's he's eventually like, Oh, the spiders, they, they can save me because they have special healing properties, and Spider-Man has magic healing blood. But they have What is it with Orsi and Kurtzman scripts and <laughs> healing blood? They wrote Star Trek Into Darkness, and, and the con blood just magically heals everything. Correct. What That's is how the blood works? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. This is so okay. The point I was making was, it took Norman like he he was in his sixties when he passed away. Yeah. 
why is Harry like immediately like, I have to get a cure now. I'm going to die. You have time. Unless it's like supposed to accelerate genetically. Which, like, which if that would have been an interesting plot point. Yeah. But Norman should have said that. Yeah, exactly. So he becomes super obsessed with, oh, I, I have to get Spider-Man's blood. Which I, I just realized is also kind of weird anyway. Because so the idea is that he thinks that the spiders will... will heal everything the spider blood will heal everything but they destroyed all of the spiders because that like part of like the lawsuit thing something they, they destroyed all of their animal hybrid projects in response to the lizard attacking new yeah. york but wouldn't osborne Nor- norman osborne have tried the spider blood if he thought it would work i <laughs> <laughs> when it, when he had access to it like yeah. the, uh, I, I, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, where does he even? Where does Harry even get the idea that the spider blood will heal him? He makes the connection between the spiders and Spider Man, and that's about it. And I guess he extrapolates that they healed. Sure, it is so haphazardly done. They they are just jumping from plot point to plot point, and I feel like this is happening with most of the subplots, where it's just like. Yeah, we're we're too busy focusing on other areas. We can't really focus on this right. Like they have so many things that they're trying to accomplish, they don't have enough time to focus on each thing individually. And everything just ends up being, you know, not fully completed. It's yeah. It feels like half a movie in some regards because yeah. there's this whole that's, bits that's of actually, exposition that I feel that should be here to explain away things and there, it's just not. That's actually exactly how I feel about this movie is that it feels like there's a lot of pitches for interesting story ideas. Yeah. Like the, all the Harry stuff. What would have been really interesting is if Norman had lived and, and so Harry was trying to find the cure for his dad to like uh, part of like a complex like the you know thing where he's trying to figure out you know how I, I have to say my dad because I have to prove I'm worthy of him yeah and then he figures it out he fixes it he does it or he does the thing where he does the thing to to like uh, inject the the spider blood or whatever in his dad and then it, his dad goes crazy and then it heals him in, in some way but it also turns it into a monster and then we get the actual green goblin attacks Gwen. Yeah, I think that would have been a really cool thing. It would have set up Harry in a really interesting way. It would have made him more complex. And stuff. I think that would have worked a lot better. But and, and there's a lot of times I feel like that throughout the movie, where if it's like if they just took that and made it into a movie, it might be really interesting. It's but instead we end up with like a third of like eight different movies. Okay, okay. let me go ahead and say listening to the special features for this because, uh, like I said, Orsine Kurtzman wrote the script for this. And I, I believe one of them said, we, we came up with the idea early on that we wanted to kill Gwynoff. That was yeah. pretty much what they had from the offset. And they were like, well, the comic book fanboys will be upset if we don't use a goblin of some sort. So we will use a goblin of some sort. Their, their logic baffles me. But they were like, what it, may, it, it seemed like they were saying was, well, that's not enough to really carry a whole movie. So we need another villainous filler. And that's where Electro comes in. Yeah. I hate this character. I agree. Not as much as Kafka, but I hate this character. <laughs> because he's a cartoon character. This is like Jim Carrey Riddler, but with too much CGI. <laughs> yeah. 
And he is the exact same. He, he's a weird stalker type who is following our protagonist and eventually, you know, goes crazy. Another guy who goes crazy! I mean, Harry does too. Yeah. Harry also goes crazy at the end after he uses the spider serum. Uh, so, yeah, we're introduced to Electro. And he's just a weird, you know, introvert cartoon character. Feels like he belongs more in, like, the Looney Tunes before he belongs yep. in a Spider-Man movie. He fits in the same movie that is consistent with an opening scene of Paul Giamatti <laughs> driving around a giant truck, killing a bunch of people in a car, but it doesn't, in cars, but it doesn't matter because... Yeah. We're, Basically, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, okay, it, but, it's but all... Before our first scene where we just see Electro by himself, uh-huh. the movie's... You know, it's, it's, some things are a little questionable, but it's... The, the one time the, the, where, where you're really like, oh, it's this kind of movie, mm-hmm. is his first scene where he's talking to himself. He, he's acting like he's talking to Spider-Man. He's like, oh, how's your day, man? Oh, aces, aces, aces. <laughs> so, okay, so he's supposed to be a crazy person. Yes. But at the same time, they have, like, the, the light music playing in the background. They don't know what tone to set with yeah. him. Because if you wanted to make him, like, Okay, he's like psychotic. He he is delusional. You don't have the bright, the, the light mm-hmm. music playing in the background. It's like, oh, it, it just it's so confusing. I'm not sure what to get from that other than he's crazy. I feel like the music is the biggest problem with him because that that runs through. So first of all, that runs through I hate a lot this of look. That runs through a lot. Yeah, I, I agree. It. it just it's very strange. The, the buck teeth that end up getting <laughs> fixed when he falls in the eels. The, the, the weird slicked over hair. The buck teeth is the thing that really gets me. There is a little bit a scene where when he's in, in the eels. It's, I've never noticed it before this last time we watched it. But where his buck teeth, like there's a gap between them. And they literally form together. Yeah. And it's like, what? Yeah. What are we supposed to take from that? Why is that involved in electric powers? What the crap? Yeah. And, but yeah, the, the his music is just all kind of kinds of weird because... So, so they play it as, oh, you. Th- this guy's kind of funny to watch, even though he's obviously got severe mental issues. Yeah. And, like, it should be, like, demented. It should be Danny Elfman. <laughs> <laughs> it should be something a little, little creepy. Yeah. And then we have the whole scene where they, they confront each... Well, first of all, there there's... It's, it's just weird because, like, the uh, Ryan from The Office. That's Alistair the, Smythe from... Yeah, now, now he is Smythe. The the uh, character or Spider Man character, which is interesting. They never obviously they will never get the chance to do anything with that. Yeah. But uh, he is just like a complete jerk to uh, Max Dillon, and but but there's a weird moment where where he's like, sure you you came up with the designs for those power grids, and I'm Spider Man, and then Max ha- imagines himself like yeah. attacking him, and he says. Something along the lines of, uh, uh, he's a, Sa- Spider-Man's a Sagittarius, you're, you're a Leo oh, yeah. or something. So, and if there was more... And it's like, how, how do you know w- what month Spider-Man was born in? Like, I, why are you making that, did you yeah? just make that up? I don't, and, and that's like a, if, uh, if the music was more demented and he, if he did that a little more, I think that he would come across a lot more, as a lot more interesting because he'd be kind of this terrifying, like... Guy who who has always had this this bubbling rage, and now either, he can release either it. Either make it demented and creepy, or just make it really sad. They yeah. make him out to be a joke. Yeah. Until he turns, it's, it's like everyone else thinks he's a joke, 
we should think he's we should sympathize with him. You should make us care about him. Yeah. Because like now it's kind of like oh it's kind of sad, but it's also a joke. Yeah. So it does, yeah. It, it's it's very frustrating to try and deal with that. That's probably the worst tone stuff in the movie, just dealing with him. And then, of course, we have the elevator of convenience. Oh yeah. Th- this is the laziest, might be the laziest plot device to create character interaction that I've ever seen in any movie. Mm-hmm. Where not once but twice, Gwen gets in an elevator with each of the primary villains. Yep. In this movie, yeah. in order to learn about their characters. Yeah. You're not wrong. I don't know. God! And why does she even need to meet Max? Because later it just ends up that, that she's searching through him. Once she sees that he's become Electro, she looks him up on the Oscorp mainframe. And then some of the Oscorp employees are, are shutting her out and they're trying to find her. Which there are no repercussions to that when she leaves Oscorp. They don't continue to try and hunt her down. Yeah. That's just let go. Yeah. <laughs> but but then later, after that scene, she ends up in the elevator again. And Harry's just in there. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is such a lazy excuse for just to get these characters to interact. Yeah. It, it, it's just very, very frustrating. I agree. Um... I don't know, overall, I just... My thing about Electro is that I feel like we don't get enough time... I know, I know you were talking about the elevator of convenience, well, but I'm, I'm getting back to the Electro. Uh, my thing about him is that I feel like we don't really get enough time to figure out what we're doing with him, like what yeah. we're supposed to think about him. And then Other he, than he wants attention. Yeah, and then, and then he gets told to go do something super dangerous. He falls into a vat of electric heels... And, the whole and scene is stupid. The electric eel thing is just stupid. Yeah. Like, if you're going to do animal-based stuff, if you're going to have Oscorp be the basis for all these animal hybrid things, use the guys that make sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. make Rhino an actual, like, rhino dude with thick skin. Make... But, but even this, I'm, I'm imagining, like, the thought process behind it is like, oh, we're going to use Electro. Yeah. But he looks like Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen. Yeah. Won't it just come off as derivative? No. Yeah. So, so what was the thought process? And I mean, obviously, that's, that's what they used in the, the ultimate whatever. But yeah, no, the, the, the normal movie-going audience would not connect that. They'd be like, oh, Electro what? was not a smart choice to have as yeah. one yeah, of the yeah. villains in this. It, it, in fact, I don't think they should have had it. A, a second villain. I yeah. think it should have just been I agree. Like I was one saying of the earlier. goblins. Yeah, it should have just been Harry. It's a it's an ongoing thing between Harry and, and Spider-Man and Spider-Man, like the, a growing drama there and they're, yeah. he, they're working out stuff with Gwen and then it all comes to a head at the end. I think that would have been really interesting. But but then, I'm trying to remember. Uh, when Peter fi- fi- See, we're trying to bounce back and forth between all these subplots because the movie has no idea what it's doing. And it doesn't know when they line up, really, either. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, this is going to come into play now, but this is not. And, and Because Peter learns that Norman has passed away, and he's like, oh, I need to go comfort Harry yeah. because, hey, we're going to backtrack and now say that they were besties yeah. before Harry was moved off to boarding school when he was 11. Which is, which is another thing I should say. Uh, Harry... Harry should have at least been name-dropped in the first movie. Well, that too. This feels um, totally just out oh, of the field. Oh, definitely, I agree. But Harry also... Although, they do have convincing chemistry as friends once they actually... Yeah. They get, like, well, one scene to hang out together. 
but uh, it's yeah. a nice scene. But but Harry also has like, I, what's the name of the the actor? Dane DeHaan. Yeah, from Chronicle. Yeah, that's the the biggest thing he he's in. I I I have some problems with his acting. We we were talking about this while we were watching it. He he feels very forced sometimes. Like he's not comfortable doing what he's doing. And you could argue. Well, maybe that's what he's supposed to be. He's he's. It's mainly the boardroom scene yeah, where he's like, that's, "Yeah, that's I'm in where charge it's the clearest." Because they have him dramatically turn around in the chair and he's like, "Ah, yes, that is the Osborne way." And it's that delivery. It's is just weird like, delivery, and you could argue that it, he's trying to be something he's not, but they don't do something with that. But he but that, should be. That, that feels like high school play, like how you would yeah. feel like you would need to say. A he lot. should. He should be like. If that was the way, if they were going for, he's trying to put on this like sneering demeanor yeah. to, to to try and pretend to be his dad. They should have played that up a little more, and I don't think that's what they were going for. I don't. I don't think they were. I mean, he might have tried to do that, but yeah, I don't think the script allowed him to do it. And I don't think the producers. I think he's fine. Yeah. Otherwise, it's that, yeah. There's that's the biggest. There's scene. a couple of moments where it's weird, but I think for the most part, he's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, overall, it's not super difficult. Cast Harry, I feel like, as long yeah. as you get someone who can work fairly well. Then they have the whole subplot with the corporate Oscorp guys wanting to get Harry out because they don't trust him as being being in charge. And then they try to connect that with Electro by saying, "Hey, an employee was horribly killed in this accident. Our stock will plummet. It, it so we have to cover this up." Yeah. And just trying to... It, it's too scatterbrained for to yeah. try and connect all that. But then... Then Gwen is is like, hey, let, let's try and be friends. And they have a nice scene where they get yeah. together. And she finds out that he's been following her in order to see if she's, how she's doing. And then, for the second time, we have... Uh, a, scene, a, nice, a great scene between them that ends with Spider-Man running off... To fight a villain for the first time, or to, to confront like like because a villain has showed up for the first the time. The Times Square scene, and yeah, this time it's 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 he goes to a, to Times Square to meet Electro. Yeah, last time it was he goes to the bridge because the lizard had just gone on a rampage. Yeah, yeah, he goes to confront Electro in Times Square. Yeah, and the, I like I overall like the scene. I think I think it is a centerpiece for, or it's a microcosm of what is wrong with this movie. A little bit. Because there's a lot to like, there's some great moments, but it is inherently flawed because of how they handle Electro. Yeah. Because his whole motivation now is, I am crazy, I don't know what's going on, I'm in love with power, and hey, all the cameras yeah. are focusing on me. Yeah. And, they, and they just, all, all the screens in Times Square just happen to be showing him once everything gets started. Yeah. Literally every would, single would every screen. every single screen be showing his face? <laughs> I don't know. And, and he's like obsessed with it. And Spider-Man's actually trying to talk him down, which... Is very nice. And yeah. and he's like trying... Like he, he pretends to remember his name and he's like, Oh yeah, the guy with the blueprints. You know, yeah, you know, you're, you're my... You're my, my guy, eyes and ears. Like my, my, my friend. Come on. Yeah. And then he, t he calls... He looks at the police and is like, Yeah, guys, stop. No, no, nobody nobody hurts this guy. He's but, my but friend. And of course he accidentally steps into some of the water and one of the snipers gets freaked out and starts shooting at him. Yep. What I, I don't know why the police wouldn't just say stand down see that because I mean obviously he can stop bullets why would that's, that's <laughs> stupid um, but, but yeah it has very great moments in terms of Spider-Man saving people yes although it makes no sense that the crowd starts cheering for him as early as they do yeah because 
Well, uh, the, the, it's, the, it's to make it... Electro, like, attacks all the police officers, and then Spider-Man saves one of them. And the crowd just goes yeah. wild. But, but then later, Because the point is supposed to be that suddenly the attention shifts to Spider-Man. And then, and then Electro he wants him dead for the rest of the movie. Yes. And then he goes crazy. Although what they should have done with this is... What they should have done with Electro from the beginning is made is it... Is not have him in the movie. Well... But I'm saying I'm 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 going by if you make a movie about this version of Electro. Yeah. What it should have been is he's super like like obviously very men- messed up. It's 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 you play him as almost like a Batman villain. Like it's it's very he's very demented and and twisted and like he's got this really dark thought process going on underneath and that's play that up a lot where he keeps like having these these fantasies of, of just attacking people horribly. Yeah. And then it, it all boils, and, like, he's got this complex about how nobody notices him, everyone thinks he's a joke. Yeah. And, that like, like you feel like that might be what they're going for, but, like, they play it so weirdly, and they don't know how to handle that yeah. at all. Like, I guess that's the I supposedly the idea, but we don't really have any idea why, like, what... We don't really get any indication of any of that. It's just kind of like, here's this kooky dude who uh, goes crazy on people in his mind, and then he falls. It, it doesn't... There, there's no solid understanding of his character to begin with, and then we just kind of throw him into the plot of the movie. Can I just say I hate this part of the score? Everything yeah. for Electro, because it's just like, dubstep, dubstep. Oh, and we got voices talking yeah, over each other. Yeah, weird voices... Which is an interesting idea, but I think ultimately it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's just like, they lied to me. They yeah. shot it. And it's like so... It's very sim- strange chanting yeah. stuff. Um, and yeah, and then Electro just goes crazy. He turns into a bad guy. They, Although they, it has a very nice moment with Spider-Man saving the people running up the steps. Yes, there's from, a great from, slow-mo from scene. touching the railing. And it's a great use of slow-mo because it shows how he's seeing things and how yeah, he's... Spider-Sense, basically. And then the music swells and it's, it's very well done. And then and then he takes out Electro. He This is like a great little... Another great little well, Spider-Man thing. But well, before we get to that, uh-huh. Electro like completely decimates Times Square. Yeah. And it's never referenced there, again. There's the a news story about it on, I think, uh, somebody's watching it. Maybe Aunt May No, or no, no, like Peter's that. watching it when he gets back okay, to, to so, his house. Yeah. No, but it's not even like, oh, Electro just destroyed <laughs> Times Square. It's, let's interview these two uh, Big Bang Theory nerd caricatures about what's how Spider-Man yeah. was able to survive the electricity. And it's like, what? Okay. <laughs> that would not be the focus of the questions you're asking. And, right and I, I guess the point of that is to explain that. To, to begin the subplot of him trying well, to that. fix it. But also, issues. I guess the point of that is for them to say something about, oh, it's okay that he survived getting shocked because yes, he has a rubber suit. Let's explain that. that <laughs> I think that's that the, needs to be explained. That's the way. rationale because they think that's the kind of plot point people care about when it's not. God. There's much more important stuff. Um, anyway, though. I, I do love the ending of the Times Square scene because it's Spider-Man... Like, Electro's about to destroy everything! And Spider-Man takes him out with a fire hose and he's wearing a fire hat. And that's great. And then he... he uh, he's he's, he's high-fiving... He's high-fiving all the, the firefighters. He spins fires the and hose like, and like cocks... Er, pleasure doing business yeah. with you. And and like cocks it like a gun or like yeah. puts it back in his... In, his, in like a holster. Proverbial like a holster. Yeah, yeah, a fake holster. Yeah. yeah. That's great. It's really good. Oh, and then Gwen's like, hey, I'm going to England. Yeah. Although, I like how that ends the scene, because he swings over and he's like, England? Really? And then yeah. like something behind him like drops and smashes into a car, yeah. and then he just swings away and she's like, good talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. 
like there are so many little moments where it's like that. That's perfect. Yeah. Just that is keep doing stuff like that yeah. and not stuff like the rest of the movie. Oh, and then throughout this whole thing, Peter has been slowly looking at at, at his father's briefcase. Yes, the script requires and that then he... we get back to the, the parents subplot, and then he goes back to his room. Oh yeah, and also really quick, there, there's the montage earlier uh, where we have. There's he keeps it keeps showing him like t- taking off his costume while covered in all this weird stuff like feathers and like weird although the wacky adventures he's been getting into yeah and that's that's fine but there is a random there there's a shot in the middle of that montage that shows the briefcase it's like remember that that's still there that's important don't forget about it and I'm like that's, <laughs> no stop nobody cares really nobody cares <laughs> no but then he goes back to the room after, yeah. the, after the time square fight he sees that little nerd bit on the tv and then he's like uber depressed that gwen is going to england mm-hmm. and he starts listening to, the, to his headphones and then gone 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 starts playing philip phillips yeah and he's like okay now i'm gonna start piecing together more yeah. of my parents stuff <laughs> what? this song it okay it, it it's a little it's an overused song yeah but it's a good song. Yeah. So I, it doesn't it, bother me now. The, the well, problem is it works for him and Gwen. Like, it perfectly encapsulates what's going on yeah. with them. But that's it's not a, what it's this... A, it's a good song for their relationship. But the scene is not about that. The scene is about him piecing together his parents. Like, it starts stuff. off at first, and it's like, okay, so he's, he's, he's getting past the fact that he might be losing Gwen completely. Yeah. And then immediately... He just starts looking at stuff in his parents' briefcase or his dad's briefcase, and, and, and it's he like, like connects the things on the walls because that's like popular for movies and TV to yeah. do now. Look, we got to show he's crazy because he's connecting everything on the walls. Yeah. I'm like, that's the screenwriting process for this movie. Yes, correct. <laughs> and then he gets is it he gets angry and chucks the calculator at that point, or is this later? This is later. Okay. Uh, come back to that then. Um, I think this is where we get to the Kafka stuff. Terrible. Yeah. And then Harry realizes, oh, hey, the spiders are what I need to use to survive. Yeah, because he, he drops his dad's little flash drive that he gave him. On the desk, and he's like, whoa, and it, that's how this works? Yeah, and it, it, it's, it turns into some weird interface. And he conveniently is able to find the goblin armor on yeah. there. That's like the first thing he looks yeah. at. He's like, oh, I guess I'll need that for later. Yeah. Uh, but 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 then he 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 confronts Peter. And he's like, "Hey, I I need Spider Man's blood because apparently he can heal me for reasons." And Peter's like, "I, I don't I don't think Spider Man would be cool with that." And, and because Harry, he because Peter is afraid that it will harm Harry in ways he because like he's afraid that it's not going to work the same way on Harry. It'd be great if if he was like, "Yeah, I've learned my lesson. You don't just stick random chemicals or whatever." Yeah. Connors did that. And there's a there's an excellent point that that he 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 makes that point where he's uh-huh. like, you know, Doctor Connors, he went kind of crazy. Yeah. And Harry goes, Connors was weak. This is me <laughs> we're talking about, Peter. I'm like, yeah, you've had like two conversations since you've seen each other for like a decade. Yeah. What are you talking about? You have not shown yourself to be very strong at this point. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and then. So so eventually he gets the meeting with Spider-Man. And he should very quickly realize that Spider-Man is Peter. Peter. Yeah. It just the way like there's no way he couldn't figure that out super quickly. But then Spider-Man's like, "Hey, I can't give you my blood. Sorry." And then he's like, "Bye." Yeah. <laughs> and then Harry's like, "You're a fraud, Spider-Man." And then he flips over the table. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, "Okay." And But once again, 
Why is he dying faster than Norman was? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, exactly. And then uh, eventually he gets back and uh, Felicia Hardy, I assume Hardy, it's supposed to be Black Cat. They, it was some actress who apparently they didn't decide was Black Cat until like... She's just referred to as Felicia in the movie. Yeah. And, and so she, she shows up and she's like, wait, Harry, it's okay. The sequel bait is in the basement. <laughs> Go find it. But before he can go down there and look for the spider blood, the spider venom, that's a little on the nose yeah. too, uh, the corporate guys are like, oh, you're behind the cover-up trying to keep the public from knowing about Max Dillon's accident. Yeah. We're throwing you out of the company. And it's, oh, okay. Yeah. Just to give him an excuse to go find and so, Max so Dillon. He, go, he goes, finds, goes and finds Electro. Uh, they, they, they team up. They, they break out. They murder Oh yeah, he, killed, he, he breaks into, the, into Ravencroft. By, yeah. like, taking out two guards with a taser. He grabs the taser from one guard and then, like, is able to quickly take yeah. out both... Whatever. But, but then they, they brutally murder everyone. He electrocutes, like, holes into people's <laughs> chests. And also he creates a suit for himself. I think that's actually the suits that some of the scientists were using at, the, at that lab. Okay. I could be wrong about that, but that, that weird get-up with the, okay. the, the electricity symbol on the side. Yeah, yeah I, I think... I think there is something okay. to, more to that than just oh he made a costume. <laughs> Interesting. But but yeah, they, they take care of Kafka. Like, They're like yes. he's like all right. We the, the the plot is on the basement floor, uh, right beside the sequel bay. And Harry's like we walk by you, the okay. You remember the 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 the, the great uh, power plant thing you you came up with the designs for yeah. that Oscorp stole from you. You get all the power you Which want. Which is another that. thing we should probably talk a little bit about. Um, that that would also be sufficient motivation for him that they don't follow up on all? Yeah. At, uh, sufficient, sufficient motivation for Electro? He's like, yeah, he was screwed out of that. Because like, he's like, like he designed they, these they stole his designs. Yeah, he designed these power grid things that they just completely didn't give him any credit for. Yeah. And now they're using them to power the city. Shouldn't he be angry about that? Should nope. he be trying to get back at Oscorp? Nope, not allowed. Or like the city or nope. whatever? Or, yeah, the, the, exactly. And so then... Um, he, he they go and they walk by all the Sinister Six equipment, and then uh, he finds the Venom stuff, and he's like, "I'm gonna use it." And he uses it, and but now we have to backtrack. Yes, to get back to this point. Yes, See, the, the plot lines are all over the place. So Peter goes and he talks to Aunt May, and Aunt May is like, "I I refuse to tell you anything about your parents because I love you. You're my yeah, boy." It's a powerful moment. It's She's worth. going for the Oscar in that scene. <laughs> it's really good. I mean, it's 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 a really interesting like like conflict, and it's 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 really well done. I wish that was more of the movie. Yeah. And, and then he's like, I, "I know, I love you, but I need to know this. This is yeah. kind of important." And she's like, "Your father was a traitor. That's yeah. what that's what the government told me. Uh -huh. I don't I didn't want to believe it, but I can't find anything else out or something like that." And then Peter gets upset or something, and he he rips down all the stuff that he put on the the, the wall. And he th grabs the calculator and chucks it at the wall, and it breaks. And there's, like, a weird, like, set of tokens, of bus tokens inside it? Yeah. And also, so he, he looks at the bus, or the subway tokens, and then he looks at, there's a piece of paper in there that says Roosevelt. Which, none of that was, was in the first it movie. It was not in the, in the first, in the briefcase in the first movie. Also... At the beginning of this movie, I, which I also don't think was in the in the first movie, he finds a, he, there is a, a subway token in the briefcase, 
There was no reason he had to throw the calculator, <laughs> nor is there any reason why they would hide bus to or subway tokens in a calculator. What? It because the plot needs him to do something in order to further the mystery uh, well, of his parents. And then he's like, oh, okay. And then he looks up like Roosevelt Subway, something or the other, and he ends up finding about some sort of subway that was shut down that's being used But now. he goes down there and he finds the secret train and he yeah. goes in and his... He sees the message left by his dad at the beginning of the While movie. While he was playing hide and seek, yes. Yeah, and it's like, oh, the, 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 the spiders, they're connected to my DNA only, so the only people that can use it are people in the Parker bloodline, and they <laughs> have to do this, and people will think I'm a monster, even though nobody thinks of him as a monster. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and he's like, yeah, I had to do it, because Norman was going to use it on himself and then give it to foreign military organizations. Sure. Because we don't want to tick off anyone and say actual <laughs> military, <laughs> foreign military organizations. But Andrew Garfield is trying his hardest to play that scene as like, this is the emotional catharsis. He's finally figured out the mystery behind his parents. Yeah. But it's like, oh, this isn't so special. We learned like 20 minutes ago if that, that they're traitors, then we learned they're not. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, I guess Peter is the only one that could have possibly gotten spider powers. Okay, we weren't questioning that before. But now were, we now we're questioning the logic of it. I mean, there were already so many conveniences to get him. The to fact the spiders that it was specifically him who found the spiders now is even more it's, convenient. It's like, is is it like his parents were trying to set him up for that, or is it fate, or is it they don't know what they're doing? Yeah, exactly. And so then we 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 hit the big the big climax. Well, well, not yet. He he gets the message from Gwen and she's like, "Hey, I'm I, I accepted it." I'm oh going yeah, that's to right. That's a little bit more. And then then we get the and then he puts the the. It's a great moment where yeah. where she's she's stuck in traffic and he puts the sign "I love you" on the mm. bridge and then he swoops her up and they're on top and he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm going." With and you they they kind of they kind of play with you a little bit because it's like, "Oh, they're on the bridge. Oh my God, she's gonna get thrown off and die." Because at this point, I believe, um, Harry's used the Goblin Serum and now he and it there's it's actually pretty freaky little transformation they do with it uh, there's an extended cut of it which is a lot more gruesome yeah and they cut down on it uh where he turns into like this this super deformed thing and then he walks then he's he, like he crawls to literal plot armor yes it is the goblin suit is literal plot yes. armor to protect him but they showed it like two more times before so it's fine <laughs> Totally and he good. automatically knows how to use all of it, including yes. the glider. Yes. And so so he jumps on <laughs> all of that, terrible. and then he, he starts flying off, and Electro goes to take out the power grid. And then he starts screwing up with all the electricity in the city, and Spider-Man's like, oh, I gotta stop him! Uh -huh. And, then and they... there's some cool fights going on there. Although, he... He does the Electro makes the the uh, itsy bitsy spider play. Oh my god, he's doing that with the techno and it's, oh, and, uh, and during all of this, this is when uh, there's the nice thing where where uh, Peter tricks Gwen into sticking her hand to the door to the trunk, and then she yells Peter, and and then like throws her. Which yeah, Emma Stone like improv that she didn't actually mean to do that, but it was so great that they kept yeah. it in. Uh, it's like. Why couldn't they just improv the whole movie? Really? I feel like the actors improving it would have been better than I what agree. we got. <laughs> uh, and, and, and then we get we get slow motion CGI action fight between it's Electro. Pretty, it's pretty cool. It, it looks good. But I don't care. Yeah. Because I I I hate Electro, and not in any way that the you know yeah. filmmakers want me to. It's just I don't like this character in any way. I'm not interested yeah. in him. 
This is this is filler until Harry and, shows and up. We've already we already figured that Harry he's going to fight Harry, so we don't think he's going to get killed in this electro fight. Yeah. So it's like okay. Although it, it's very nice that Quinn shows up and helps him out, and yes. she's like, nobody's making my decisions for me. Like, yeah. Th- there's a through line Themes, of stuff that the characters arcs. There's a few of them. No, but then they kill like electro. I guess. They like because ter- the idea is that they set up that batteries. They keep talking about how batteries only have so much capacitance. Don't don't talk to me about the physics of this. <laughs> and then and then uh, Spider Man like they overload him. Yeah, they so they they do some weird stuff with the cables and the webs and everything. Because like there's the whole scenes earlier where he uses or he's figuring out how to get his web slingers to be more like electricity yeah, resistant to not be not explode yeah um and then yeah so so they they blow him up basically and then oh yeah no no hold on, before we get this oh well because we need to show how how the the lack of electricity is affecting other people yeah there's a there is like a mini subplot in the final fight of of the of a of airplanes about to crash into each because other because two airplanes at the exact moment <laughs> That the electricity went out. We're on a direct collision course at the exact same height, in the exact same trajectory, going to crash head-on into each but, but, but other like, from, like, from, ten like, miles away. From, like, basic screenwriting perspective, I don't know any of the people on there. I mean, yeah. just watching and, movies, and I so, don't... So we're looking at, like, the control towers, like, we can't contact them. Oh, my God, they're going to they're gonna crash or whatever. And then the power comes back on. And, and they are barely... Like, <laughs> like they, they do a maneuver that would not work yeah. at all yeah. in real life. Oh, and then but it, they wouldn't be in the situation in real life. And then everyone's like, "Whoa, yeah, we did it!" And then it just cuts back to Aunt May, like at the hospital. Oh yeah, she, she's, she's like, "Oh yeah, let's let's go, people." She's in the she's in the scene like twice. Like, oh, she's yeah. in this final battle like twice because it's May's like doing stuff. I guess it's like oh the the power in the hospital went out. Oh, it's back on. Woo. Uh, <laughs> like woo. <laughs> <laughs> Hoorah! And then, uh, yeah, it's like, I basically at this point, so so we we kill Electro, and it's like there's no emotion in that at all. Uh, and then, I have action fatigue at this point. Yes, I'm already and then like, starting to this shut is down. Completely shoehorned from 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 the way it feels. It just it's it, so just on. showing up and being like, "Hey, I'm got I'm Green Goblin now." Oh, hey, you're Peter Parker, aren't you? And then he just grabs Gwen and then all that stuff. Yeah, then he realizes that he's Peter Parker. He grabs Gwen. <laughs> Which should have happened like half an hour they, earlier. They, yes, they have they have a fight in the, the clock tower. It's I mean, he's got the goblin laugh down. It's it's a little creepy. Yeah, uh, it's very creepy. Yeah, and, well, I mean, yeah, the, the whole scenario. The, the hey, music. you said this while we were watching it. Why couldn't this be the costume they gave to Willem Dafoe? It, in the original Spider, because you can see his face. He's able to... You you, know, all, all they did, I mean, I know that's CGI stuff, but yeah, that... Like, CGI was not as good back then, but still, like, do something prosthetic or something where his face just looks deformed yeah. instead of completely just covering his creepy face already. Yeah. But... <sighs> they have a fight. He gets taken overall, out super quickly. Overall, it's fine. Yeah. I, I like what they're doing with the, with the clocks turning. It's like, oh, Peter's trying to stop the, the thing. Yeah, that's turning. a nice little theme. Uh, he takes Harry out oh, so quickly, can I Can I just say... When when he knocks Harry into the the barrels or whatever and it knocks him, there's a quick shot where you can clearly see the stunt double. Happens. And it's like if you're in the editing room, you cut that. Yeah. Like I noticed that in the theater when I first saw it. I was like, 
that's really weird. Yep. Um, but then he, he tries to save Gwen and fails. Yeah, and then she falls. And there's but th- this too kind of takes away from the the emotion because uh, she she falls and then he, he webs her and then she hits the ground like just lightly enough that it doesn't just completely bust open her head. Yeah, but it's 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 enough that it kills her. And and I do love the fact that that when he gets down there, she's already dead, and there's not like the the cliche. Oh, Peter, it's okay. It's well, why couldn't they just done the whiplash but, caused her but neck yeah, to snap? The whiplash thing. The reason that's so iconic, I guess, is because it's like, is there another way I could have done it that would have saved her? Yeah. This this way, there's clearly like nothing he could have done because she was already so far down. She was falling. He, it, it, it was it was just the fact that he couldn't stop her from hitting the ground in time. Yeah. The whiplash thing. It's specifically about the fact that. He he used the only thing available, or what he thought was the only route to go. Yeah. And they they they've talking about that in, in later comics, where like the goblin throws Mary Jane off the same bridge, and he he's like, I've thought this through in my in my dreams or in my nightmares for like the last ten years. Like I I have I have spent every or so many waking hours just trying to come up with how to fix this, and he immediately just launches like a bunch of webs. Yeah. And 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 like does the exact make sure she's supported in every way to save her, and it's it's a really powerful moment. This one is there's no reason to think that he ca- he feels to blame at all for. I mean, I guess he feels to blame because Gwen was involved with him, but Gwen made the choice to come. So they, again, there's no blame on Peter. Like it's just like with the origin, it doesn't really feel like he should have any responsibility for this. With a character whose catchphrase is "With great power comes great responsibility." Although I'm, I'm I'm fine with with this being like Gwen chose to be in this situation. I mean, I like I am. I get that. I like that. But it still should be Peter should still feel like there should still be a, a, a very visual metaphor oh, yeah, for yeah. the fact that he is responsible for her being in this situation in the first place. No, I agree. The, the and, next snap is what they should have yeah, done. Yeah. Um, and then there's no catharsis with him attacking. Well, uh, well, let me just say, his reaction to her death is... Yes, it's great. His, he, his face does not melt like Tobey Maguire. It's, it's, it's... He, he, he cries like an actor. <laughs> like, it's good. Um, <laughs> no, but apparently he, he hadn't seen Emma Stone, and this was back when they were dating. I don't know if they're still dating or yeah. not. But this was back when, when they were dating, at least, and he hadn't seen her for several days. So just coming back to set, it's like, oh, it's her death scene. Ah! Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Apparently he told, like, either Orsi or Chris Mee, he left them, and I was like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that might not have anything, had anything to do with the, the Gwen scene. That might have just been because of the movie. But no. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, there is no, he doesn't go back and confront Harry at all. Oh, yeah, Harry. Next time we see Nick, Harry, he's, he's in jail. jail. Why, why, why can't you have Harry up at the top of the clock tower, like, laughing at him and gloating? Yeah, again, I, I and I, I hate to keep going, oh, well, the comics did this better, because I don't think okay. the comics are the be-all, end-all, but okay. I'm saying... Okay, no, 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 no. You can change things from the comics. Yes. As long as it's at least on the same level of quality or yeah. better. But when the comics when you don't change do it better, yeah. why don't you just do it the comics? Yes, you, the that, that, the, that's what I'm trying that to is your, That is your storyboards. It's, it's like, that's, where, that's your baseline. That's where you're like, okay, they did this. What's a way we can improve on that instead of, okay... We're just gonna kind of do a crappy thing that that just to be different. We're gonna do something else, and the in, in the but, comic but they even go so far as to put her in the same clothing. Exactly, but uh, and that, I was gonna say in the in, comics in the comic with with, with uh, Norman Osborn, 
after he he kills Gwen and, and or throws off the bridge, and then there's the no whiplash thing, whatever. Uh, he immediately goes and and just starts punching the like daylights out of like he should of, almost beat Harry to death. Yes, in this. he gets he gets to the point where he's about to kill Norman Osborn, and then he's like, no, that this isn't right. I th- this isn't what Gwen would run one. I I can't do this. Yeah, and because of that. Like that—that's a super powerful moment. That's a character-defining moment. Yeah. And here we get no. Con- he doesn't go. Harry's just knocked out lying in the clock tower. I guess he takes him to the police. It. There's no. Why would he not go back up there and just start socking him? <laughs> because his stunt double got knocked out. <laughs> he escaped while his stunt double was <laughs> flying through there. No. Yeah. It's 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 just a, takes all the wind out of it because it's just stunted. Yeah. And from then on, the the movie. Knows what it's doing for the most part. I, I love Peter just standing over her grave, like yes. over a very long. Time I think that's time. a really good, a really nice. The fact I love the fact that he's like I'm dumb being Spider Man. Some people argue that that's where it should have ended. No, <laughs> the biggest problem I have with well, the ending, mostly just because the rest of the stuff minus the part of the ending that we we really love is just hey, Sinister Six is coming down. The well, pipe. that's what I was about to say. Uh, well, first of all, there isn't there a deleted scene. Where where Peter's father comes back. Yes, Peter's father survived somehow. Stupid. And then he says, with great power comes great Did we talk about that in the last one? How how Uncle Ben keeps coming close to saying great power, great responsibility, and then doesn't? Which We may have. I don't know. It wasn't said by Uncle Ben in the original. The narrator said that in the yeah. original comic. But still, Uncle Ben is a good way to, to say that line. And it's just, a, it's just a line we want to hear. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal, but... We would like to hear the line being yeah. said by someone who matters. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah, it's it's stupid that his dad's alive and whatever. I'm, anyway, glad, I'm glad that scene was cut I out. I agree. Uh, anyway, the... Uh, he So yeah, then then Harry's in jail and then we're... He's like... <laughs> the, the, we didn't mention this in the last one, but there's an after credit scene where a guy in like a fedora hat and a trench coat goes and sees Connors. Yeah. And he's like, we'll be keeping an eye on Peter. And Connors is like, you should leave him alone. Yeah. And then he just disappears into the shadows and there's like thunder and lightning. He's like, oh, yeah. who could it be? Not him that much. And I guess we'll never know. Because <laughs> but, but then they he, didn't get a sequel. But. He, he goes and talks to Harry. And Harry's like, everything you need is an Oscorp. And they make it seem like they're just randomly selecting criminals <laughs> to wreak havoc with the Spider-Man villain get-ups that they just have <laughs> in the basement of Oscorp. Like, they have the vulture wings there, they have the Dr. Octopus They have, there. like, the top half of the rhino suit, but it looks smaller than what Paul Giamatti ends up using. Whatever. But they're like, hey, this random Russian mob cartoon character, let's stick him in a rhino mech they're suit. They're like, oh, let's test to make sure the suit works, I get. And then he just they, robs a bank. Yes, they don't give any re- explanation, they're just like, Oh, we're gonna make the Sinister Six in the next movie. Uh, Makes no sense. Yeah. No sense at all. It would have been much better if if it was literally. Ju- you don't even have to necessarily have it be a, a su- supervillain. Although I like the idea that it's a supervillain, but I, I would be and I, I don't mind the fact even that it's Paul Giamatti again. But you just do it. Don't make it about the Sinister. Make it just. It's just another day. It's it's just another another guy who's yeah. who's out to. To, to do... You could still bookend it and be like, hey, he stole some technology from something. Yeah. And it looks kind of like a rhino suit. Yeah. Just, he has a mech suit or something like that. And then, and then you know, he's still got the laser thing. And then the, if you do that, then the rest of the ending is perfect. Because then it's like, 
Okay, he, I think I, it would almost be better just to go back and cut this movie so that last scene with Harry is not even in yeah. the movie. That way, would <laughs> maybe cut it really quickly too. Whenever they're walking through the special project stuff, yes. so you don't see the rhino suit. And, and, and when, just, when Paul Giamatti's just there in in the mech yeah. suit, then it's like, okay, that's kind of weird that he's just in a mech suit. But the, the when point, you get the reasoning as to why he's in the mech suit, it makes even less yeah. sense. The point is that it should just be some of some another dude. It's just another criminal. Yeah, and he has to get back in action to fight him. Yeah, it's not about oh we have to do a sequel, Bane. We're gonna have the Rhino, even though that would mean the Rhino gets captured and then he's not gonna be in the next. I don't know what their plan was. Whatever. Point is, I, I would be interested to see that. I wish somebody would do a documentary as to what their <laughs> plans were. I don't think they had any. <laughs> I'm really curious. Yeah. yeah. No, and and that's that's yeah that's that's the thing is that it's like it should have just been a random. And then he has that scene. He's like, well, time to get back on the swing of things. Yeah. Let's do this. I love Aunt May's little speech to him telling him that he needs to move on from Gwen. Yeah. And then he goes and listens to her graduation yeah. speech. And which, because it's tailored kind of towards her talking about Captain Stacy, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, and there's a nice swell of the music. And then he goes and confronts Rhino. And then it's great. Yeah. I have every single Spider-Man movie, at least the final scene of every single one of them, is good. Even yep. Spider-Man 3. Take that final scene where he goes and sees Mary Jane. It's and, probably the worst out of all of them. But it is. But out, out of yeah. context, it's like, okay, they've been through a lot of stuff together, and now they're just together. Yeah. Like, that, that that's nice on its own. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what it is with Spider-Man movies, but they're great at closing. <laughs> just not always opening, or middling, or... <laughs> Do we have anything else to say, really? Because I kind of just scatterbrained through the plot, but then... Because that's the plot what, is scatterbrained. But then that's what Orsi and Kurtzman did as well. <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. We're do, running... do you want to blame Orsi and Kurtzman, or, or the studio, or all parties involved? All parties involved might be my favorite. I, I, won't, I won't blame Mark Webb or, or uh, Mark, Andrew Garfield. His, his directing is still fine. Yeah. I don't think it's looks quite as good as the first mo probably movie. Because just, he, just probably because probably because how it's shot. Probably because he has no idea what he's has to do day to day. They're just like, oh well, do this now. And he's like, okay. And then Andrew Garfield Time is a theme. In like every single one of Mark Webb's interviews, he he always brings up <laughs> time is a theme. That was my one thing I could change that's about this the, movie. That's why the opening shot of the movie is moving through the pieces of Peter Parker, Parker's dad's yeah. watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, that's the one thing I could affect in this movie, and I didn't. I made something consistent. Yeah, no, uh, I, don't, I don't blame the, the like, I, I don't really blame Mark Webb. I don't blame Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone. I mean, I, I don't, I guess I don't really blame any of the actors. It's, it's. I kind of blame Jamie Foxx. Maybe. I feel like he has the kind of pull where he, that he was could, his should, idea of what that character should have been. Or he should, he should have fought back. Well, I'm thinking like Uma Thurman in Batman and Robin, like she helped pick out the personality of Poison Ivy for yeah. that movie. And I think it, my guess would be that Jamie Foxx did something similar yeah. with this. Yeah. And it, it's frustrating. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall I, I do put a lot of the blame on, on some of the producers, especially the long running guys who were behind Spider-Man three. Avi Arad yeah. in particular. Um, I, I think there's a lot of people still in, who were still involved with Spider-Man at the time. Yeah. That, that, Really threw a wrench in production because they had no idea what they were doing. Yeah. We need to build a connected universe to beat Marvel. Except Marvel already beat us. So we'll rush it anyway. Yeah. Ah, I want to pull my hair out. Pretty uh, much. Can we go ahead and get into grades? 
Yeah. All right. Uh, what, what do you give the Amazing Spider-Man, the, the not-so-Amazing Spider-Man 2? So you're going to hate me, but I think I'm going to change my grade a little bit here after, after talking about it. Okay, because uh, I have written down D+, so I'm just going to go ahead and say <laughs> that. For the record. I'm going to go F-. minus. No, I'm kidding. I, I don't give this an F- minus because there is a lot that I do like about it. Um, I think I'm just going to go a flat D. I'm going to knock off that plus there because <laughs> I, I'm... It's it's just there there's stuff I like about it, but it's there's so much that went wrong. I can't give it an F minus because I, I liked enough about it and it's it's not I don't think you should be defending why you didn't give it an F minus, <laughs> just say why you didn't give it an F. <laughs> but my F minus I, I specified I have to defend it because I specified in Spider Man Spider Man three podcast that the but reason Spider-Man I give it Spider Man three is the worst thing ever. This is true. But the the reason Did we have any likable things for that movie? I hated it all. <laughs> J.K. Simmons. Oh yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> like five minutes of screen time, maybe. Ditkovich, whenever he was <clears throat> like five minutes of screen time. Like I said, maybe. I want a, like a buddy cop <clears throat> movie with the two of them. <laughs> Be great. No, but uh, the, 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 what I'm getting at is that the reason why I, I sometimes or why I've given two movies F minuses so far is because, like I said in the last one, those are movies where it's like they should not have screwed up this badly. Yeah, this one. There's enough people who have the, their brains screwed on straight that they are trying to make a good movie, but they're just sinking under the weight of all this crap. Yeah. That, that you, the, I, I applaud their effort, and therefore I, I respect that, at least. There's a lot that's wrong with this movie, but what is right, I do really enjoy. But D. <laughs> D. <sighs> now now you're, you're, you're making me question what I gave it. Okay, uh, I'm going to stick to my guns here. Okay. I give this C. Okay. I say it's average. Okay. I say it's baseline. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to watch it as <clears throat> dumb superhero popcorn flick, you can. It's it's I'm That not, really does help to compensate for some of the bad stuff. Yeah, you can just kind of... It, it's entertaining. It I mean, I, I have to get... That, no, for the most and, part. And once again, just like I said with the first one, why I gave that such a high score mm. is because it is inherently entertaining. And I don't know if that's just Mark Webb's direction or it's just the combined acting. Yeah. I just find it really entertaining uh-huh. despite all the problems I have with it. Yeah. Like, it's almost like I love to hate certain parts of this movie. Like, when I get to Kafka, I'm like, <laughs> I hate that guy with a burning passion and it's oh. fun to hate him. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't I, know. I, I do recognize that my hate for Dr. Kafka is irrational. <laughs> I understand that. I, I am considering seeing a therapist for it. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm laying out all of my Hello. options. <laughs> I am Dr. Kafka. I would be your therapist today. <laughs> Oh no! But I, I'm gonna stick with the C. Like okay. I can, I can still watch this and not hate myself while watching yeah. it. Unlike Spider-Man Three, which is just the worst. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I really don't have a whole lot of other defenses for why I give it a C. Other than that, mm-hmm. like, like I could, compared to like Transformers Three, which has a lot of stupid stuff as well, and even the good stuff in that. Not really good. It's yeah. good for dumb action. Well, the, movies. I mean, some of the action is incredible. Yeah, but but, but for dumb action movie yeah. standards, that's, yeah. Uh, but this, it actually that, like you said, there's there's just so many interesting ideas that they do not follow through on well yeah. enough. But like I said, this will be my defense. The one thing I need to absolutely one hundred percent work for both of these movies mm-hmm. is the Peter Gwynn stuff, yeah. and for me that works great. In yeah. both of these movies. So, 
there's always that through line. Even when, oh, it's an electro scene. But, you know, as soon I'm going to get back to a Peter <laughs> Gwynn thing. It's going to be great. You know, or I'm going to get to a fun Spider-Man bit. You know, yeah. th there's a lot of memorable bits where when I'm watching the movie, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get to that bit. You know? yeah. uh, so I'm sticking with the C. Okay. That's fair. I think I think the rest of it just dragged it down too much for me, but but I I I can I can see why. That. I don't know. For some reason, I'm just able to tune it out. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm not saying this is good. Like I said, I think it's very baseline. Yeah. Probably, if I was thinking objectively, I'd probably give it like a C minus or a D plus. <laughs> but like I said, it's got tons of entertainment value for me, so yeah. I'm going C. Okay. Uh, and that that'll wrap it up for the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, it was utter depression. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Oh, here, here's my, my rounding thought on this. My concluding thought. Before we move on. How, uh, yes, uh, I'll send you off on that. Uh, I think... So, so I, two, two main things. First of all, I think a lot of the reason that the Amazing Spider-Man series gets so maligned is because uh, the first one... Re the, so, so basically, the first Amazing Spider-Man and the first Raimi Spider-Man are very similar in, the, in some of the problems they have. Uh, as as well as origin story is just yeah. trying to set up the universe. Yes. You know. Uh, uh and, and then you you're telling me this. And, yes. and then Amazing Spider-Man two is like it, it would be compared to Spider-Man three. Yes. No. It's it's a mess. It's it's a huge mess. And and there's and too it many takes the franchise. There's too many plots. Yes. And and the franchise crashes after that. These it, movies didn't get a Spider-Man two. Yeah. It didn't really get a time to shine. It's like okay, we've got our world. Here's the characters. We're going to keep developing them. We're going to have an yeah. interesting villain. We're not going to throw too much at you. We'll wait yeah. until the third movie the, to do and, that. And it's it's entirely because of this cinematic universe culture that Hollywood seems obsessed with. It's, like it's, I said, like I said in the last one, I, I think of each of these as like a snapshot of how the superhero yeah. genre is doing at the time in which the movie comes out. Yeah, this is happening during the cinematic universe craze, which is still kind of going on. Yeah, but the, yeah, it's it's the kind of thing where they're like. All right, we we screw that screw building the universe and letting things breathe a bit. We're, we we got to get it out there so that we can make all our spin-off movies. Yeah. <clears throat> and and that's I, I think that's a real shame because I think if they this had peaked in the same way that the Raimi series had peaked, I think people would like this a lot more. I think people would have a lot less problems with the whole with Andrew Garfield and Mark Webb and, and the whole cast. Yeah. Yeah, I I I pretty much agree. Uh but my my my, I guess my actual concluding thought, I lied to you the first time. Well, no, no, you said you had two Okay, two is, is that none of these movies have hit where they need to get to. So, I, Marvel I, Studios... I Amazing Spider-Man, for me, personally, came close, but yeah, I understand. Marvel, I, I still think... I mean, personally, as a, as a, as a really big Spider-Man fan, I think Amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 both come, both come approach it... But they're not nearly as close as they should be yeah. for one of the most famous heroes in, in pop America. culture. Yeah, yeah, just pop culture in general, and, and, and one of one of just a, a really beloved character. So Marvel Studios don't screw it up. That's what I'm saying. There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody, that that'll wrap up our, our Spider-Man series. Uh, next up, we got the Daniel Craig James Bond yes, movies. We will be doing the four. Daniel Craig James Bond movies currently released. Yeah, and uh, just in case you're wondering, why aren't you doing all of them? <laughs> oh God, you want us to do like twenty plus somewhere episodes before we move on to something else? Somewhere down the line, if if we're maybe we might I, maybe I mean <clears throat> I think if we ever do any more of them, we'll probably do it by actor. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like like well, we might jump to you know Sean Connery or whatever. 
But for right now, we're just doing the Daniel Craig movies because they're the most relevant. And th- <clears throat> those are, are more like interconnected as yeah. like a series. Yeah. Like each one, they, it interconnected. It's, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of harder to approach. More series. so than any of the, I mean, you could argue the Sean Connery ones a bit, yeah. but not this much. Yes. So we're, we're just going to do the four Daniel Craig movies and then we'll move on from there. But uh, thank you guys for sticking around. I know this one was a bit longer than all of our previous episodes. But... Well, except for our Dark on the Moon, <coughs> Age of Extinction, oh, right. Ubercast. Of course. But but <coughs> but just like the movie, there's too much to talk about. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> lies. All lies. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you guys next week for our review of Casino Royale. Woo! Thanks Adios. for watching. Or listening.